episode 122, Tim Winders. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, it's Nikki. And here's the get real deal to tee up this episode. So my first meeting with this human brought me to tears on the first meeting. You know how sometimes, well, for me, very, very rarely, you just bring all your emotions to a meeting with another human. Well, that seems to work out really well when it's your BFF or a family member, but what if it's your first meeting with someone that a mentor introduced you to? You definitely want to put on a good impression, and well, it left an impression because I remember laughing being dumbfounded and even ugly crying in our first meeting. And I'm here to tell about it right now. It stands out so much. So I got off that call and was on the fence. Did I blow it or did we just become friends? Well, we became friends and Tim Winders is the real deal. This guy, his overcomer journey and the transparency that he brings in sharing all that he's learned and the truth he stands in, in everything that he stands for and what he shares in the work that he does, the business he's brought to life because of that overcomer journey. It's just really inspiring. So we're about to get really deep like this. How do we seek to find our assignment in the world? And how do we be a servant to others in our doings? You'll want to stick with us for the entire episode. Let's go. Okay, Tim and listeners, this is going to sound basic, but it's not. Tim, I want you to kick off with the definition of leadership, your definition. Tell us. Oh, Nikki, this is a little more than basic because this is 30 plus years in the making and it has evolved over the years. But my definition, my current definition of leadership is this, is that you are a steward a leadership is being a steward over the people, places, and things that you have been gifted with, and emphasis on that word stewardship. So that's the definition that I'm using right now. Okay. So when you think of a leader in your life that you've worked alongside, maybe they've mentored you or you work alongside and coach them, what does great stewardship look like? Great stewardship is someone who understands the importance and value being a caretaker and not really, I think one of the things, Nikki, that happens is we kind of get hung up in our modern culture with the word ownership. I own this group of people. I own this company. I own this asset. I own this resource. And stewardship basically says you don't own it. You're a caretaker for a season. And when you finish up your caretaking role for that resource, that person, that group of people, that company, that car, whatever, when you finish it up, you need to return that better than when you received it. And so it's not just a simple, you're just overseeing it. You need to make it better all along the way. And and that's the emphasis of the word stewardship that I've latched onto and that I see people that are really successful in leadership uh, really that understand it. And some of them don't totally understand it, but they just lead with that heart and that passion that I've wrapped into that word stewardship. I love it. And I'm going to go dig in on that a little bit. So we're, we're coming from this belief that, you know, we get this opportunity and we don't own it. We get to be assigned to these opportunities in leadership, right? I know I've heard you speak of this and I really want to dig on that. First of all, talk to us about how as leaders, how do we seek to find our assignment, if you will? 
Yeah, if you've been around me, you know I love that word assignment because it speaks so much of, you know, being in a, you know, I hate to say military kingdom, something like that. I think we have a purpose. All of us were created for something. That's my spiritual belief. That's even my practical everyday leadership belief is that everyone listening, you and I, we are designed and created for something. And so our big task in life is to attempt to find what that assignment is today, next week, next year. I mean, and and sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's natural. It's one of the reasons I believe we all need coaches and mentors and people to help us find that assignment. But but Nikki is so fascinating for me. I'm kind of a hard charger, and I think we may discuss this later, just kind of going, 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 and I've loved a lot of the interviews you've done. Uh, uh, later, we may, I may share one that really impacted me. But to me, someone like myself, that's, that's type A, I was a product of leadership coming out of the 80s where, you know, we heard greed is good and, uh, you know, we, we would do whatever it took to succeed and there would lead bodies along the way, whatever. For me, finding the assignment, Nikki, is now pausing being still, being quiet. I spend time in prayer, but if it's meditation, if it's just quiet, if it's putting away devices or whatever it is, if it's journaling, a lot of people can find this in a lot of different ways, but I believe that we need white space so that we can hear the still voice or whatever it is for for you. And it just puts us in a place of peace where we just understand more what we're to do right now, what we're, what our assignment is currently. And that's that's my observation. The more I do that, the more I recognize it and see it. And I recognize that in other people that I interact with also. So good. And, you know, this whole journey to finding our assignment, that's a big thing, you know, and I know that assignment word at first when I opened and asked you, I'm like, okay, assignment, if you will, but you really own that term. And and we want to dig dig in on that today. And for people out there that are like, where do I even get started? And I think what you just said was, you know, you got to be still. You got to be quiet and see what the bigger your God or, or the bigger world is assigning to you to, to give you that direction. But you had a pretty epic way of finding this out. You, you had a unique journey and I know it started like in midlife for you to figure this out. Tell us about that story. I'll give people the highlight, then we'll back up just a little bit. At 50 years old, my wife and I, my wife of almost 30 years, found ourselves homeless, bankrupt next to nothing in our bank account, living out of a Honda van, basically nomads. That was about seven years ago. And uh, the reason that we led into that is that up until around 2008, we had multiple companies that would have been valued at seven figures, owned uh, quite a bit of real estate. All the companies were in real estate. And that was heading into the 2008 adjustment correction downturn, whatever people want to call it. And I am not saying, I mean, this is a little bit of my spiritual background. I'm not saying that God brought that downturn on, but I will say this, that he sure did use it to get my attention, Nikki. And uh, I would have probably been considered, I mean, I was successful by any definition. We lived in a large house, had plenty of cars, had a lot of money, assets, all that type stuff. But I would have been considered a little bit arrogant. I definitely didn't have this attitude of stewardship, this attitude of I need to find my assignment in the bigger picture. 
I had a mindset that I was pretty bright, pretty smart, and that I could probably power through just about any situation that came in front of me. Well, guess what? I found out that I couldn't. And I believe other people have found that at too. And, and so what I really had to do during all that, Nikki, was to do what we do a lot with a lot of our platforms now. We talk about redefining success. I had to, instead of defining success by what the world, our culture, all of the people around me, how they define success, I had to define success on a term that was very personal and meant something to me. And so that's when I started spending more time quiet. Again, for me, it was spiritual. It was journaling. It was spending time in scripture. I've got a background in ministry also. And I'm not saying that that needs to be for everyone. If it's something that uh, something else, meditation, whatever, that's fine. But I do believe we need to recognize that the world is not all about us, that there's something bigger going on, that there's a bigger, there's God, there's some higher authority power. And we just need to be still and attempt to connect with it and listen to that. That's really that turning point for me. And Tim, I don't know if you're aware, uh, we just launched a new initiative with Gut Plus Science with the People Forward Network, and we were just honored to be able to launch that with an episode by Mark Whitaker that talked about his journey of success and him finding out the difference between success versus significance. And as you're talking about your journey and like what you thought success was before and just what you've learned, how would you define success versus significance? Well, let me first of all say that I have listened to that episode, and that was the one I was referencing earlier. And I think the aspect of redefining success, that interview you did with Mark was powerful because I had actually seen the movie and read the book that he obviously was a part of or that was part of his story. And and that was a great example, 32 years old, multi-millionaire, private jet, all the trappings of success. And I think on there he shared that when he was in prison, he did more significant work than when he had all that wealth. And so how I define success, this is really me, and this is a real personal definition, but I define success as I get closer to what I believe the assignment that my heavenly father has for me on this earth. And that's, I know not everyone may agree with that. That's fine. But for me, the quieter I get, the stiller I get, if that's a word, I actually feel more at peace. I feel more relaxed. I'm actually more successful. This is so odd, Nikki, but I actually, things just come easier. Interacting with people, there's not as much stress. I have more financial resources that come to me. I mean, I, you know, it's sort of that law of attraction. It's like the less, the less I stress over it, the more I have. And it's just easier to lead. It's easier to do all the things I need to do when I'm walking in that level of, uh, we'll go back to that word assignment, when I'm pursuing and moving towards that assignment that I believe I have. Now, I do want to say it changes. A lot of people get caught up in, especially spiritual people, like, oh, is that your calling and all that? Not necessarily. Some people believe callings are like these lifelong things. Like, I truly believe my assignment right now, Nikki, is having this conversation with you. That's the assignment that I have today. And later today, I've got another conversation with a coaching client. And so assignments are many, many M-I-N-I there. And then they're also, you know, they're micro and they're macro. They can be big, huge things like I'm right now writing books and doing things with podcasts. That's a bigger picture. But a mini assignment is just having a conversation with Nikki and talking leadership. That's just how simple it is for me. 
And, you know, you reflect back, I'm just, as I hear your story and just when it was, you know, multiple companies and all of these initiatives and lots of things that the world finds as successful. And, you know, I would say, you know, are successful. It's just a lot of stuff, you know, very busy. And I think it just through that, you can't find the purpose driven stuff because you're so cluttered, you know? And so it's just, it's interesting for people. I always like to say, let's level set. And then for people that are listening, they're like, how would I ever get started? And I've heard you say a couple of times, it's the simplicity of being quiet, like just being still and being quiet to be led and not thinking that we have to have all the answers and force things to happen. So I just love that you're making that point. One cool thing, Nikki, is that I believe that one of the positives that will come out of the last 18 months where the world has been in a bit of turmoil is that I truly believe that many people are gaining more clarity on what is really important in their lives and what, what is frivolous. And, and I don't mean like that stuff and material possessions and aside, you know, all these extra things that we have going on are frivolous. They just probably aren't part of what we're assigned to do right now. One of the challenges that we have in our world today is just, we have so much. We have so many options. I mean, you, the listener, myself, we have so many things available to us. But if we try to do it all, then we probably won't succeed and do well at any of it. And so we really do need to pause, listen. And I think, you know, you know, another unique part of my story is, is that we do, we no longer live in a 6,000 square foot home. We no longer own three, four vehicles. We no longer a member of country club and all that. We live in a 39 foot RV and everything we own is in that RV and we travel and, and just go places. And it's really, we lead a simple life in a lot of ways right now. I think that's so cool. You know, uh, for our listeners out there, it's really neat to have a friend that every time you uh, kick off a Zoom meeting or a call, you're like, so where in the world are you today, Tim? Just, just, <laughs> just something so cool about that being on the other end of it. And I just can't even imagine what that journey has been like for you for nearly a decade that you've been traveling the world and just living a more simple life that's led by the higher power and, and just in a much more still space. So very cool. Okay. I want to get to, you know, you've created this company seek, go create. Now I want you to tell the story before we dig into the go create. Cause I want to, I want you to share how that's uniquely different than maybe many, um, many of us would maybe think, but how you named it. Can you share that story about how your son was involved and, and how you named your company today? I think, people know when they're coming up with a publishing company because it's going to be part partial that now and also a, a name for a podcast and YouTube channel. You know, it's, it's sometimes tough to come up with names because we all think that the good names have been taken. And, and so when, when I was trying to come up with something for the name of a podcast when we started right at two years ago, I was, you know, because I'm a spiritual guy, I was looking at scriptures and I was looking at Greek words and I was doing all these kind of things. And my 25 year old son at the time is kind of a really cool branding guy and he's done real well on social media. So I kind of go to him at times to help dad be cool and, you know, try to be cooler than I am maybe. And uh, I said, you know, I'm kind of struggling with this, Joshua, we call him JK. Uh, you got any ideas for a name for this podcast? And he kind of asked me what I was trying to do with it and accomplish. And he goes, well, he said, dad, I, I remember you telling the story of seek, go, create, 
now and how you came up with those words and how it's been somewhat of a, I guess, a mantra, a guide for me for going on 10 years because it first came to me back in 2009. I'll share that in just a moment. And he says, if you'd like, I'll work up some branding and some images and things like that and let you look at it. Well, it just, it's kind of one of these things you kind of go, duh, I can't believe it and think of that. Thank you, son. I appreciate that. And so he drew up some things and I really love all that he came up with. So, so Seek Go Create is our podcast. And Nikki, where it came from is back in some of my, I'll call them my darkest days. And the reason I want to bring that up and I want to specifically say that I, I would be, if someone were around me most of the time, they would probably say that Tim is probably pretty always up. He, you know, pretty positive, but I, I had some really dark days in 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, when I was watching, you know, our businesses collapse. I didn't know, I didn't have any clue what to do financially to bring in resources for my family. We were on our way to bankruptcy. I had investors that I was trying to keep happy that that was almost impossible. And, and Nikki, we lived in a resort community that had 117 holes of golf. It was a really nice neighborhood. In fact, we had a Ritz-Carlton in our neighborhood in uh, just outside of Atlanta and Georgia. And I would spend a lot of time, quiet time in, I think it might've been prayer. It might've been begging. I'm not sure. And I would just go out and walk the golf courses that were closed and I would just walk and I would talk and pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? And over the course of days, weeks, maybe months, I got four words and there was a lot more to these words, but I got the word seek. And that's the foundation of what I do now. Before I do anything else, I seek, I pursue, I study, I pause, I take time to listen to others around me and listen to my heavenly father, I seek. And then after I seek, I go, because if you just seek and don't do anything, then it's kind of wasted seeking. It's time to go. And sometimes these happen quick and sometimes there's long pauses in between, but then you go, you need to go do something, go into the world, travel. And that's what my wife and I kept saying. We saying, you know, we will go. We just need to know how to do it. And now we live in an RV. So how about that? And so go is uh, the next one. And then, and then um, create was the next thing, because I think that all of us, Nikki, you, me, everyone listening, we were designed and created to create. And, and I know that's all types of things. I mean, some people that are artists, some people that create content, some people create businesses, some people create families and their parents and things like that. And, and I think we're all designed to create. And part of our assignment is finding what we are to create. And then the last word that I don't use in the podcast but it's all caps and it's the word now, N-O-W. And it basically means once you've got all those three in place, there's no reason to delay or pause or hesitate. Just now go take action. So seek, go, create, and then now with a big capital. That's, uh, that's been kind of my guide for over 10 years now. I think that there's a number of people that are wired similarly to you and I, where it's hard sometimes to build the muscle of seeking, like in pausing. And I wondered if you could just share some, I don't know, best practices or just ideas to marinate on or think on when you do have those times where you're out on the golf course and you're just still, or you're sitting somewhere just in complete stillness. What are some of those best practices or just thoughts to consider to really get in the moment and go deep and really do work on on the seeking aspect of this? 
I'll start off with a warning that I don't like to instill fear on people or anything like that. But the, the warning for me was if I didn't learn how to do it, then it would be forced on me somehow. Because I also believe if we don't spend time doing that, just from a practical standpoint, I think there's a stress buildup. And we know that stress is one of the biggest killers that's in our world today. If it doesn't kill you fast, it kills you slow, takes years off of our lives. And so the warning is, is if you don't get this down, I really do think that you'll get it at some point, you know, hopefully not, you know, your last breath. But so, so, and I don't mean that to instill fear, but I know for me, I needed to have my attention gotten. But practically, there's a few things that I do. Number one, I build in quiet time. I mean, if you look at my calendar, I've got blocks all through it, but early in the day, rarely do I schedule a lot of meetings and calls and things like that. I like to have quiet time. I like to pause. I usually like to journal. I think some people really do well with journaling. Some people struggle with it still, but I think writing things down has power because it engages a muscle in our brains that we typically don't use. I do also think this is for me, this was a very practical thing. I used to roll out of bed and I'd have two or three business ideas or thoughts or something like that. And then, and I knew it annoyed the people that worked for me and worked around me and one of the practical things that I've got, Nikki, is that before I start firing off emails, texts, or letting people know or giving instructions, I just pause and I kind of take a deep breath. Sometimes there may be a little meditation with it or, you know, time it with my Apple Watch five minutes or so. Take a few deep breaths and say, okay, is this now, is this something I still need to continue seeking? You know, did I, am I getting the seek, go create now out of order uh, because there's some degree of order to it. And so Nikki, I think that many of us that are wired this way, we need to start working the muscle of just pausing. And here's what's fascinating about it is the more I work that muscle, I just really feel better about everything I'm doing. The people around me, I think you can ask them, I think they like me better. I'm not as high energy and, you know, sucking all the air out of the room as a leader when I, when I'm trying to get things done and things like that. And I just, I know it's, it's causing less stress for me. And my hope is, you know, extending my life even longer. And so that's probably the most practical is to just pause, take a breath, you know, before you have to jump into leadership mode, if you can, if it's a high impact situation, obviously go. But if it's something where you can close the door, take a breath, be quiet for a minute, try that because that's been the most powerful for me. Here's the proof of that. How many times do we hear people say, I come up with my best ideas in the shower? Right. It's it's <laughs> yeah. like that that's not scheduled time necessarily that you've said, Hey, I've blocked time on my calendar to be still, to be quiet, to breathe, to really be able to take time and reflect, right? But it is that, you know, it, you you've not maybe done that on purpose, but how many people say that? It's because you know, we probably many times in those scenarios, it's the only quiet time we get. So if you are getting those genius ideas in the shower, this is just a great example of like the quiet time and building that muscle is so important and calendaring it in, I think is the catalyst, you know? So thank you for sharing that. Tim, I want to dig in a little bit here on your unique perspective around taking action around the, the go create portion, because I think you see that differently. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, and this is such a contrast, Nikki, to 
the way I used to be. I was one that was so wired with energy. And it's not that I don't have energy now. It's just a different type energy. Nikki, I would, I would really be one that would, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I would wake up in the morning. My wife would, this would sometimes frustrate her. And I would say, you know what? I've got an idea for another business or a different product line or something like that. And, you know, by late that day, we would start having some landing pages up. We would be creating things. And it was just, and, and here's, here's what the challenge with that is, is that I was the magic 100%. I, I could not necessarily get my a team on board because I was always way ahead of them. I couldn't get if one you know, believes in a higher power, higher source, couldn't l- allow them to be involved because I was just going at it. And so what what I think you're getting at, Nikki, is the is kind of marrying that pause, that g- getting some wisdom along the way so that it's not just all about me, because I really would create. I would end up kind of creating some messes long-term, I, you know, not totally. I mean, I guess one could say three companies that were valued at millions that all of a sudden disappeared. Those that, you know, maybe that wasn't built correctly. I don't know. But so I think the thing that people need to understand is there needs to be some movement to get to a creation stage, but it doesn't have to be hyper movement. It can be slow and steady. And the reason I bring that up, Nikki, the reason it's so important in today's culture, and listen, I am not, I am not saying anything against the hustle, hustle culture at all. I needed that for a time in my life. And I think people do. There's some people, they just need to get to hustle. But then I also think they need to be measured. They need to be steady. You know, it, it could be my age too, Nikki. Maybe I'm just starting to slow down a little bit and just enjoy things a little bit more. And so uh, I hope that answered your question. Did I give you enough on that? Definitely. And what you're talking about shows up for me is this, Nikki, don't get ahead of God. I pray for that every day because I did do that and I, it didn't end well. And there was a, a period of my life that was very messy. And I feel like there's so many lessons in the mess, but the thing I do pray for every day during my morning routine, because sometimes life can get super exciting and super fast and you just want to do this and that, right? And, and that's my personality, 100%. And I, I pray every day, Lord, don't let me get ahead of you because I know what happens when, when that, you know, when I get out of control, it's because I'm I'm trying to get ahead and I'm not letting you lead. And so I think that's what I'm hearing you say and, and I can resonate. And yeah, I see that a lot and how it shows up in my life. And I had to learn that the hard way. So thank you for sharing that. And Tim, I want you to share with us because you've had just such a dynamic life. And for those of you that haven't checked out Tim's podcast that he shared with us today, we'll put it in the show notes. I highly encourage you to go listen to Tim. Is it the first episode where you talk about your journey yeah, I think I think the first the one you're talking about is I think the title of the first episode is Homeless and Bankrupt and it was a very difficult episode to record because it was pretty much being transparent on, you know, one of the biggest mistake, shame, all those things that one might go through when that happens. So yeah, that was episode 1 of season 1 of Seek Go Create. I was trying to remember because I listened to that right after we met and it just hooks you right away. So I recommend if you're going to go find Tim's podcast, start there because it will make you understand so much more about why he hones in on the things that he does. But um, just to kind of get to the the cliff notes, if you will, Tim, and your life's journey, which is very colorful and lots of amazing leadership wisdom there. 
So Tim, tell us that, that one thing that I guess you would call your tipping point that catapulted the change in trajectory of your life. I'll go to a specific day that was probably one of the most unpleasant days of my life, Nikki. And that was the day where a sheriff knocked on our door of our 6,000 square foot home. We're about to lose the home, said we had to leave. And I, I knew that day was coming, but I could tell you that that day was a tipping point because at that point I realized that I was no longer in control of my life because up to that point, I thought probably to some degree was fooling myself thinking that I could control my situation, my life and all those things about it. And like you said earlier, that was probably a time of surrender for me to say, Lord, I've tried all that I've tried. I don't know what else to do now. And so if I look back to that day, the journey to where we are now, which is living a very intentional life, very simple, more financial resources than we've ever had in our life, just to kind of tell people we don't live a life of poverty, by the way, but we also don't overspend like we once did. And so that was a real tipping point because it really humbled me. And unfortunately, Tim needed to be humbled. Thank you so much for sharing, Tim, just so, so much vulnerability in what you share and how you inspire other leaders to learn from your journey. Thank you for your mentorship and taking the time and helping us to take a look at, look at our journey right now and the assignment that we have right now as leaders. It's really been a, a great episode to help many of us reflect, I think. So thank you for being here. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor message today, and we'll come back to what we call our lightning round, which is an, an opportunity for me to ask a few questions where we get to learn a little bit more about you. We'll be right back. Gut Plus Science has just joined the People Forward Network. Gut Plus Science has been on a journey for three and a half years, and we got inspired to create a global podcast network that captures the most incredible efforts of people-first leaders and humans working on a meaningful mission. We believe that the workplace is the largest mission field for change, and the People Forward Network is the largest community of humans on a shared journey to live life full of meaning. We'd love for you to join the People Forward Network. There are all kinds of new shows and existing shows coming together under one umbrella to bring you the best content as a community on a mission. Can't wait for you to join us. See the link to peopleforwardnetwork.com in the show notes. All right. Hey, Tim. Tim Wenders is back on Gut Plus Science. It's been a, an incredible conversation today. So much more that you can learn from Tim if you look in the show notes and you can find the link to his podcast. I highly encourage that. And like I said, go ahead and listen to that very first episode of season one, which will tie everything together that you'll uh, learn from Tim from there on out. Um, now we're in our lightning round and it's just fun to learn a little bit more about the personal side of our guests. And so my first question that I always like to ask is, what is is your favorite book of all time, Tim, or a favorite recent read? I think I'm going to go favorite book of all time, and I'm going to do a little bit of a split here. Ogmandino wrote a book called Greatest Salesman in the World that I read in the early 90s, and it's one of these books I picked up at 10 p.m. and didn't put it down until I was finished at uh, around 2 or 3 a.m. And so Greatest Salesman in the World was a gateway book to a lot of others that he did, and it was an inspiration for a novel that I just finished writing also, Nikki. So Greatest salesman in the world, Ogmandino. Tim, what is your favorite hobby when you're not working? 
Oh my goodness, because kind of my hobby is working, unfortunately, too much. You know, one of the things we love doing, Nikki, because my wife and I travel around, we stay in some cool spots, we stay near national parks and all for a few months, we do our work. One of my favorite things to do, and I've told my wife this too, we've been married over 32 years, is for us to just jump in the car, not the big RV, but the car. And to just go for a drive, you know, it's kind of like we don't have our devices. They're with us, but they're not on. We don't have our laptops or anything like that. And we can just chat. And usually we're observing or seeing something beautiful. We recently spent some time in the Black Hills of South Dakota and down near Zion in southern Utah. And we just kind of love driving and seeing the beauty of this world that we live in. What is your favorite vacation spot? Oh, vacation spot. I tell you what, I'm actually going to, I'm going to do like a politician and I'm going to take a hybrid of that question. I'm going to give my favorite spot I've ever visited. We were on the South Isle of New, of New Zealand about six and a half, seven years ago. We lived there for about three months and we drove about 30 miles down a gravel road to this little place that was had a little mountain called Mount Sunday and around this little thousand foot hill in the middle of this valley about 10 miles wide and, and about two miles wide, 10 miles long, snow-capped mountains were all around it. And uh, probably one of the most beautiful, my wife and I call them, how great thou art spots that we've ever seen in the world. So not necessarily a vacation spot, but a how great thou art spot. Tim, this has been such a joy. How can our listeners best connect with you after the show today? Well, I'll give them two spots. First of all, they could go to Seek, Go Create and find us on any place that they've got podcast or YouTube, Seek, Go Create. We'd love to have them jump over and listen in on us. I think it would be a great compliment to what you're doing with your show. Also, you could go to SeekGoCreate.com and hit forward slash book, and they actually can download the first chapter of my novel I just finished. And uh and they could gift that and have fun with it. So uh, seekgocreate.com, they could find us there in forward slash book. Your listeners can go get a free copy of the first chapter. Well, Gut Plus Science listeners, I didn't steer you wrong on Tim Winders going deep. Really good stuff today. And he has three key truth you can act on from my notes that I feel like just continue to feed each other as we go through them. So number one, success equals the assignment given to me. So, so important for us to go and figure out that assignment so that we can live a life filled with significance and purpose and so many of the things that we hear about on the show. So if you feel like that is missing, defining that assignment, um, and it leads right into number two, being quiet and still to find the assignment. That's the how. How do we do it? And even going deeper, blocking time to be still putting it on your calendar to journal, putting it on your calendar to breathe, putting it on your calendar to pray, putting it on your calendar to meditate, blocking that time to really go deep inside ourselves and bring to life Tim's Seek, Go, Create Now. You got to go check out his podcast. Such a great episode. Thanks, Tim. See you next time, guys. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.